Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode. Let me adjust my ass. Welcome to episode 112 of the Off and Beat podcast. I'm your host, Clint. Uh, before we start today's episode, trying to make this a habit to remind people don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, follow, leave a review, whether it's on a podcast app or the YouTube, if you guys ever want to get fucking around to it. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and most importantly, suck some titties. And this is episode 112 of the Off and Beat podcast. Recording this at 10.15 at night, p.m. Eastern, on February 14th, otherwise known as Heart Day, Valentine's, where you're going to probably go out to a seafood place, uh, dip it in a lot of melted butter, and cause a lot more heartache to your heart. To what's inevitable four days later. Now, uh, today's episode, I've, I've started a little bit of new strategy, by the way. I've actually started creating the title before the episodes to kind of have a theme to start, and then it typically never sticks to it because I'm not a guy that sticks to anything revolving consistency and theme. But yeah, today's episode is called Nudies and Booties. Imagine if I was an editor. And shit, where I can just with the star and dust and shit. Uh, yeah, nudies, nudies and booties. In honor of Valentine's Day, I feel like it's appropriate. Um, Valentine's Day, I I don't really care to get into. Oh, is Valentine's Day this national scam for businesses? Like, well, yeah, of course it is. But you know what? Enough people think it's important, so it's important, right? Um. I just want to get into the fact that the art of the what's an even exchange on Valentine's, right? Because, you know, not speaking from experience, but, you know, uh, Valentine's is a day where you go out and, you know, make your girl feel special in the world, right? You go get some chocolates, flowers, maybe get a personal gift. Get her a gift card. It's kind of weird. I don't know if you should ever get like your partner a gift card. It's like something you get a friend or like a third cousin. Not your actual wife or girlfriend. Well, I don't know when you're married. Valentine's Day is like the least of your worries you give a fuck about. But, you know, I would say the average dude. I haven't looked it up. I'm pretty sure the stat's out somewhere. You at least spend over a good old, uh, over the big old century mark, most of us have you know um typically you know it's not i've had i guess i don't know 144 dollars break it down because you probably go to like a seafood place you take her out to a nice cuisine italian place you know even i would say probably shouldn't take your girl out the chilies on valentine's even though i would respect it but i understand it's not societally acceptable you know what take her out to red lobster juicy crab uh some fake Italian bistro, um, yeah, you know, somewhere you actually wear a polo or a button-up shirt, and maybe some cologne, but if you just smack on the deodorant, I call it fair, but whatever, um, but, you know, you spend, like, let's just say 90 bucks on gifts, right, then, you spend a good 40, 50, 60, 70 bucks on dinner, depending on what you do. And what do we get in return? 
Oh, and you probably get her some lingerie. Not speaking from experience at all. You get her some lingerie. And I'm not a big lingerie guy. Honestly, I think lingerie is overrated. It's like, other than, Laundry is just getting in the way of getting to the way. Laundry is this thing like, ooh, you look cute. And then you just take it off two minutes later. Um, unless you get one of those weird edible laundry, if you go to certain quote-unquote stories. Sorry for the young viewers. But yeah, apparently there's these edible panties, these edible lingerie. So you gotta be honest. I've never looked at a panties of lingerie that's been on a girl's cooch, and I'm like, mmm, sugar pie, honey buns. <laughs> Not gonna lie, it actually sounds like it. I mean, together, you know, the buns and the sugar pie. Probably works in unison, or synchronization, or it connects by the cooch. Um, <laughs> but... Not a big lingerie guy. One, it's overpriced. I should never pay more when I can see through there. And I'm literally paying for less. Like a bra. I don't know the prices of bras. I don't go out and buy bras. I mean, you know, I would say I'm a nice B minus cup. But hey, I'm not out here buying bras. Um, probably don't even know that on hook one. Because typically, they do the work for me. By not wearing one to begin with. Because they're either... Uh, it's already too big to begin with, or it's actually paying the ass to wear bras, or it's just help the boy out. But yeah, <laughs> uh, lingerie. What's the point of some see-through if it could just not be there, and I could just see you? Why see-through when I could just see you? Ooh. But no, you know what? I get it. Seductiveness. It sends nice, cute pics that she could send to someone else, you know, four months later after you guys break up four days later from that day. Um, yeah, you know. It's like, hey, man, pass it on to the next guy. It's kind of like the commercial pass it on. It's like, hey, just so you know, I got her that. And should you ever reuse laundry that someone else got you? Yeah, because you know what? What am I going to do with it? So, I don't know. But yeah, nudies and booties. And what do we get, you know? You probably spend 170 bucks on a day. And what's their idea of, thank you so much. I'm going to really show an even exchange to you. You get a pixelated picture on your phone off a three-picture slideshow they take of the laundry you bought for them. And what do you get? You get some pictures to store on your phone. Doesn't sound like it even exchanged to me. And it's not even about the money. Like, you could at least, like, go to Kodak or go to some CVS and print them out for me. You know, at least give me some, like, physical thing I could store for, like, 12 months, for 12 years later when I'm married to my wife. And she's like, what is this? It's like, ah, that was through my young days. Like, why are you keeping it? It's like, hey, you know, she went through the trouble and, you know, got it, uh, put it under the water and shit and some dark lighted area like the movies i felt like that's probably outdated because now you just print it out or just fucking again pixelated it's like oh thanks for letting me keep three pictures that i could have honestly gone online found a hundred thousand exact results of your body type your complexion your size 
your exact thing you're wearing and probably find an exact replica of someone who's wearing it. And that's why I get an exchange. Doesn't sound like a quote-unquote fair trade to me. Oh, Jesus. Always making Drake references. Sound like a fair trade to me. I don't understand why you hate me. Probably because you say dumb shit like this, Clint. But yeah, nah, you know, nudies and booties. And besides, honestly, nudes, not a big fan of them. I'm not even saying like I'm an active nude getter or active nude sender. Because it's just a weird thing to kind of send to strangers. Um, I, You know, I actually, I appreciate one where it's kind of like, hey. Because it's weird to just be like, hey, send me a nude, sexy cow. Um, but it's also like, you know, you got to kind of take your shot and be like, hey, maybe she'll like it. And most of the time, they just uh, block you. But yeah, um... And typically, actual new nudes aren't the most attractive thing. It's actually because the idea, I guess, with lingerie, if I had to assume or consume, is that it's the tease. You know, it's all about the tease, the buildup, and all that shit. You know, whatever. I get it. But it's like, all right, this is just this is just salad dressing. This is just. It's like all you need is the lettuce. Put some vinaigrette. I don't need all this extra. Extra creamy Caesar, no pun intended, but you get the drift. Just like, oh, it's not even a salad anymore. This is just ranch over some, ah, let me find the lettuce in here. Nudies and booties. But I will say, I do like a good booty pick. Respect. And I think that's what Valentine's is, right? Valentine's, uh... I think it's just the exchange issue is the problem. Now, you know, most of the time, you take a girl out, you give her the extravagant evening, and chances are she'll cap it off with the, you know, extravagant ending. And the only way you just, and you did all that because you just, so. <laughs> it's like, you, you can't, like, and I know this is going to sound a way, but I, know, but I think most people think it's like, a guy, you know, I think it's normal thing like, hey, take you, take you out, spend a day, went on a picnic, you know, took you on like bush gardens, whatever the fuck that is, or botanical gardens where we showed the sights and the sights and the seas, whatever it's called, took took you to you know the see the view of something, and then I took you to a beautiful. I even dressed up, put on cologne, dressed up for you. It's like. I didn't do all that to, after we eat dinner just to take you home. And maybe that's the shitty part. Is that we assume that if you do, when you do nice things for someone, that there should be an ending reward for you. But goddamn on Valentine's, you damn right I'm going to expect it. Every other night, you know what? You should not expect something in return. But on Valentine's Day, you damn fucking right I expect something in return. And you can fill in the blanks, no pun intended, of what I'm referring to. I deserve it. And you know what? It shouldn't be, and it's not about buying your body by doing a five-hour integration of whatever. Because then at that point, it's like, oh, so you just view me as someone that's only worthy of 20 an hour of your time? It's like, I mean, 20 an hour, that's more than your job pays you. So 
you're welcome. You got paid on your off day. <laughs> That's pretty fucked up to say. But yeah. It's like, hey, you basically got paid time off. And you got to smell the boy in his, was it, like, fucking uh, Ro- Rochelle. I'm just trying to name some cologne that's kind of fancy that uh, that's way out of my depth. And smell. Ooh, that smell. Sounds like misogyny. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you damn right. I think there should be a cat light. If you spend, it's not even about mumbo like. If if you really put time and thought into something, it should be like, I decide like, all right, you know what, let him have it. I know, crazy, but you know what? It's the lingerie that gets me. It's like you know what the lingerie. It's a, is it an overrated thing? Like I th- I think dudes are into lingerie, but at the same time. I think dudes are like obsessed with girls in lingerie. All I think about is who framed Roger Rabbit. The girl on the fucking cover of Roger Rabbit. I think they're like in the anime weird shit. Because when you think of anime. A lot of anime is like girls in heavy makeup. 15 year old Asian girls. If we're going to be honest. Just Twitch streaming. Just like what you see in Twitch and shit. It's like 15 year old girls. And it's like these. Or it's really like 21 year old girls. But they dress up to look 15. Because they know that's what creepy 48 year old dudes like. Anime and all this shit. And I think it's weird to be into cartoon shit like that. Like you want to talk about fetish. Like we just kind of accept that in society. But other things we're like oh this is so weird. It's like yeah. I mean you accept this. But. I don't know. I'm not into the anime shit, so I'm a little out of my depth there. Um, it's like technically Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z and Digimon is considered anime. I just viewed it as a cartoon. Uh, I, is every cartoon anime? Again, I'm out of my depth here. Typically, I don't say I'm out of my depth. Something like that is not that serious of a topic, but I am actually think I'm out of my depth. But yeah, booties, nudies, nudies and booties. I get a pixelated picture. And God forbid if you send it through a certain app and I forgot to fucking save it. I mean, Jesus. Fuck. And honestly, like, what is it? Like, the thing is, like, a nude doesn't do anything for... In my opinion, like, I don't think a nude is, like... I think the idea of, like, you send a nude to someone, it's like, ooh, when you think of me, just look at my picture. It's like, yeah, but then if I look at your picture... And I do exactly what the intention of what I'm going to do when I look at your picture. I'm probably not going to text you for the next seven hours because, ah, I got it out of me. Ah, the feeling's gone. Ah, I get back to you after I shower and go to work and stop yawning. Like, I think you got to be careful. Me, I like, honestly, I would rather my wife watch porn and shit then you know the be with some other dude but when you hear people talk about how dangerous porn is like i get it because it's like ah if they're always just you know woo, woo, sham wowing down there like you know no pun they're probably gonna just not they're probably not gonna have it for you as much you know but at the same time it's like then what if you just let it build up and they just, you know, fuck the mailman. So stereotypical, right? Which I don't know how many times that actually happens in real life. I feel like that's the thing that used to be a thing. It's not really. Because these mail companies are on your ass. They have a tracking device. Like, you've been out of this house for a minute, 15 seconds. What the fuck was that? And they probably write you up being fired. 
they probably have cameras on the thing. So I think it would be a little bit hard. I think back in the day, they didn't have like tracking technology for the milkman. It's kind of a weird service when you go back in the day. They had a fucking milkman. Just have dropping a glass of white cream milk at your front doorstep. And then they put in their like Wheaties or Total Oats or their 1950s cornflakes. Whatever the, whatever they called cereal back in the day. It was basically probably like corn deer. Like, you know, the deer corn shit. They probably just put it in a bowl and put some sugar over it. It probably just tasted like Kix. K-I-X. And it probably just kicked down your throat and filled you up. Which is why people didn't eat much back in the day. Because food sucked. So when I hear people talk about, oh, food. You know, everyone was skinny. Everyone was in shape. Everyone weighed, every dude weighed 160 pounds. And, you know, could do 15 pull-ups and was in the army. It's like, yeah, you know what? If you if you translated all of our menu options, all of the options for food at the grocery store, and you convert it back to 1960s, hey, they would look just like us. I don't care what you say. Because you know why? All those people that look great in the 60s, they got older, and guess what? When this new world and environment happened, they adapted to like us and became fat, greasy fucks. And I embrace it. You know what? I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of these people like back in the day. Cause you know what? Back in the day, you didn't have options. It was, hey, you at 18, you either join union, go to this job that will have good benefits, or uh, go to the army. Which you know what? You probably were better off. Cause you know what? The path was made for you. Today we pretend there are paths that are out there for us, but realistically, there's probably not. Like, honestly, there's probably too many options. And that's the problem. There's probably just too many options in society. When you have too many options, people end up picking none of it. Because they think they have their pick of the litter and the best of both worlds type of shit. That's when you get, you know, it's like, um, it's like the old saying, like, well, not the old saying. But you, you'll hear it pretty prevalent among plenty of people in positions today. Like, the worst, when there's not any real issues in your life, you create them. It's like uh, a homeless, uh, like a family in the middle of Brazil that's living in a hut that has to walk nine miles to get water for the next three days in their village. Like, yeah, they don't have time to worry about of, huh, I wonder who likes me. Why are people commenting? Like, nah, man, I'm trying to fill my throat when I walk. I'm trying not to die. I'm trying to fill my limbs. I don't know, man. I do not know. What was I talking about? Um, but yeah. It's a... Uh, th- that's why you can't really compare, like, before in the world and now. Because it's just two... It's literally like when you hear it's two different worlds. It literally is, like, two different worlds. For better or worse, there were less options back in the day. Less avenues... Where basically, if you were born in one economic situation, realistically, your options are so limited. Where nowadays, you could be born in that same economic situation, but there's so many opportunities for you 
and avenues where you may not need to quote unquote have money for education. You just got to find something that can make you a lot of fucking money. In today's world, there's a lot of ways to actually kind of make money. But because a lot of people choose those ways, it becomes a lot harder because they saturate the field when they're not really fucking invested in it. It's cool though. Fuck me. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, by the way, for you Victoria's Secret buyers, um, since there's probably a lot of virtuous people with Victoria's Secret models and shit, just know the freaking owner of Victoria's Secret made a lot of trips to Epstein's Island. So... You think he made those see-through laundry just for you and your beautiful, petite, or petite bodies? Yeah, you know what? He probably designed it for like 13-year-old girls for his own preference. Just thought you should. Just a reminder. I like to remind people of the cynicism I could bring. Yes, the most cynical guy is back, and now I'm potting. Anyways, um, you see right through me. How do you do that shit? I don't know. Your brother have a lot in common. Your brother and that Victoria's Secret owner have a lot in common with young young kids. Uh, but yeah. You know, it, because it's human behavior, human nature, right? It's You give people all the options in the world, they always make the worst. More times than not, where you limit, be like, hey man, you got A, B, or C to choose. It limits it limits your choices, but it's going to probably give you a better, consistent approach to something. But you know what? I'm going to stop going on this rant. I feel like I'm getting too uh, virtuous here. Which, by the way, being virtuous, in theory, is not a terrible thing. Because what if you're not virtuous? Like, does that mean, like, if you're not virtuous? Jesus. Woo. Passing gas through the crease. Ooh, those always smell the best. Uh, is being virtuous, is that like a... Like, you should want better, right? You should want better for things. But I guess it's, it's when it becomes obnoxious, when it becomes a little bit hypocritical, self-inflicting. That's when and that's when the virtuous kind of becomes annoying, getting turned offish. When someone's preaching about world hunger and all this shit, but then they're hoarding 20s, they're making $30 million a year and being an actor in movies. You want to talk about world hunger when you... When you're living in a house that costs $8,000 a month for electricity to operate. Like, yeah, it's a little different. You want to talk about climate change, but you're driving freaking fuel, carbon diet, whatever cars that aren't great for the environment. It's a lot of conflict, and it could get really annoying because it kind of, you lack awareness about all that shit. So I get like, but it's like, yeah, there's nothing, like, people want to call virtue signaling and being virtuous about things. It's like, if you're really about it, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you truly are forth something, there's nothing wrong with being outspoken about it. That's the shit that kind of bothers me in society is we just assume anyone that constantly speaks about something, they must be hiding something or there must be something about them that they're overcompensating for. It's like, actually, I just don't like kids getting molested. Is that crazy? Does that mean that I have some hidden Jared videos in my freaking closet? Well, no pun intended. So, I mean, I have, like, just 80 videos, which, who would store 80 videos of, what, actually, I think he had thousands on his computer. You know, not every time that someone's an advocate for something, they try to hide something and double down on something to make themselves seem better than they are. Sometimes, like, actually, I just, I, 
this shit's just wrong. And it's okay to be like, this shit is just wrong. Some things are black and white. Not everything needs some great context and nuance. You watch a 48-year-old man doing something with a 12-year-old girl. What context and nuance do you need? Like, well, you know, we don't know who did the 12. It doesn't fucking matter, man. I'm not making about child stuff, but, you know, you get the point here. When, when you hear media and TV and shit talk about virtuosity as, you know, the use way of not experiencing life. Like, you know, what? yeah, I get like, yeah, like a 17-year-old should not be talking about the economy and how much someone deserves to get paid and not get paid because... They haven't even like worked a job to understand necessarily how wages go. They've never actually worked a job where they've been underpaid, technically, where they've done more work than what they get paid for, where they're doing the work of two or three. Like, that's a different when. And I, but I'm not someone that says you have to have been directly affected by something to have an opinion about something, but like, there's like certain agents, like, hey, man, you gotta like kind of at least understand some. A corporation of at least personal experience before you're like hey this is how the whole world economy should work it's like when people talk about marxism and shit it's like it's like marxism actually was on the sum it's like yeah you're 16 like your 10th year your 10th grade teacher has told you something about marxism it's like well you know in this situation it wasn't the worst thing you're like oh the world should operate like actually no the world should not but cool anyways let's move past I got another gripe to pick. Another gripe. Is it gripe or grape? Um, I don't know. Either way, podding, boy. We're podding. Excuse me. Just uh, for the audio. Drinking coffee at 1040 at night to do the pod because gotta got to get the numbers up. And by the way, the Nickelback pod, the most recent episode, well, not the most recent, two episodes ago, but some pre, whatever. The Nickelback pod, doing well. I think I'm starting to figure out this title shit to get more plays. In a non-deceiving way, not clickbait, but just a way that, you know, first words do matter. And the first time does matter, lingerie or not. But anyways, you know what, uh, I'll tell you what I'm tired of getting. And I'm tired of getting because... I, I get really turned off and bothered by convenience. By how how convenient of you to call me when you want to know something or need something, right? Who am I talking about? I'm talking about my bank, okay? My bank. I'm not going to say the name, but I'll give you a hint. It's three. It's a... The acronym is starts with a P, ends with the C, and the one in between... Um, has a letter in my first name and my last name, and I just said it in name. So, associate the one letter that I just mentioned three times in a thirty-second span. Anyways, but yeah, you know, um, they never called me when I had, let's just say, some buckaroos in the savings account, right? When I was making. Uh, guap, as the kids say, when I was making the dough, when I was making, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, when, when, when I was making money, 
I guess to keep it simply, let's just plainly say, when I was making, and by making money, I just mean relative to my style of living at the time, where it was more than enough, was able to save X amount without even trying. I was just working, working. They never called then, right? You know, you ever have your bank, and they just randomly call, like, at 2 o'clock? You get a number like, I know I've seen this number before, but I don't know where. And you answer, and it's like, hmm, it's kind of in the area code, but maybe it's someone on my friends list that got a new number. Maybe they're trying to reach out because some shit happened. Maybe it's a friend that's borrowing a person's number because they broke down or they got hit by a drunk driver. I don't know. It's 2 p.m. It's a, you know, it's 9 p.m. somewhere, but it's 2 p.m. where I'm at. It's always like in the middle day, like 1, 2 p.m., you know, in the middle of their work hours. And they just randomly call me. And I'm thinking, and and when I see it, it was like, hey, is this Clint Nelson? I know by the voice, like, ah, oh, this is my bank. And I'm thinking, you know what? If my bank is calling me, maybe, maybe there's something weird going on in my account. Maybe someone, because I've been a victim of credit card fraud before. Well, not credit because, you know, scam. But I've been a victim of, you put your card at a gas station pump, and next thing you know, someone... Somehow, I don't know, took 80 bucks out of it. And they're able to reimburse saying, cool. So I'm thinking like, oh shit, someone, there's a weird purchase on my account. And they're trying to get to the bottom. Of, you know, some shit like that. And they're calling like, hey, you know, we just uh, we just wanted to do an update and see, would you like to come in for a visit? And I'm like, if I wanted to come in for a visit, I would come into the bank to visit. It's like, oh, well, you know what? Shit, like, I, I have only have an hour and a half to work, but, I mean, shit, if I can get an excuse to work and say, hey, I was at the bank doing an unnecessary visit on my future planning, I'm pretty sure my job will understand. Um, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because the number one thing I want to do is just drive out of my way to go to inconvenient bank location because you got shut down every fucking every fucking bank every like six months in a three mile radius and now the locations are getting farther and farther away where thank god i have direct deposit i mean jesus and you guys are shutting down branches left and right because you're basically saying they're useless but then you want me to come and be like hey actually our branches are pretty useful it's like eh, well, that's not the message you send when you shut down half your locations in a four-year span but what the fuck do i know actions don't speak louder than words i guess it's not like you want to keep employees you know to have people come in and buy predatory loans. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Would you like to come in and discuss your future planning? It's like... I don't make enough money to worry about planning. Like, what are you going to plan for me? I understand I've had... Look, I technically have money in my account. That's not. I'm not really saying like I'm poor. But what I'm saying is... Like, yeah... It's like, oh, you ironically want to call when, oh, we see your bank account's a little less than, you know, we're used to seeing from you. It's like, yeah, that's what happens when you don't have a job for three months. Shit happens. Not the end of the world. Back on my feet. Been back for a while. But, like, yeah, well, what are you going to have a meeting with me? Hey, so have you thought about making more money? Actually, you know what, fucking, I never thought of that. No one that's ever had a bank account that's been in the negative or that's been close to the negative or like, hey, we see you got this much coming out. You only have X amount left. It's like, yeah, because, you know, all those people never thought about, what if I just got a job that paid $40 an hour? You know, what if I just got a second job and occupied 19 hours of my day and have no fucking life? You know what, bank? I never thought of that. 
And as a bank, isn't it weird how you work for a bank and they don't even pay you what I get paid an hour? Or you probably get paid what I get paid an hour and you're talking to me about getting my money up. Isn't that fucking ironic? But nah, you know what they call like, hey, you want to come in and discuss your future plans? Like, trust me, I think I can handle my $2,200 I make a month. I'm not in charge of fucking JD Morgan. I'm not in charge of fucking a hedge fund. I'm not in charge of something that's going to cause the next mortgage crash. Those are the people you need to be managing. These financial advisors that apparently can't advise their own fucking money. But you want to come to me worrying about if I can handle my $2,200 a month. Yeah, I think I can. I think I'm actually pretty damn good at it. I've handled way more before. And you can say, well, obviously you didn't handle it right. It's like, yeah, you know what? I was unemployed for three months and I still have money in my account, you sacks of shit. Don't tell me, oh, you have a student savings account. Yeah. Well, you haven't been in school for four years. It's like, yeah, because guess what? Even when I was in school, I didn't get no benefits from having your fucking student savings account anyways. You guys promise like every semester... You'll get a 10% interest added on just throwing in there just for being with us. Guess what I never got? That money you promised to throw in. Because you know what you try to say? Oh, well, technically, uh, when you have a bank account, you're supposed to pay a service fee for using us. And it's like, oh. So we're just going to take it out of your fee and call it even and go our separate ways. But you're still with us. It's like, oh, okay. Go fuck myself. Um, Yeah. So, I think I can handle, I think I can handle my $2,700, or 27, you made $2,700 a year. Yeah, you know what, if I'm making $2,700 a year, you should call me. Because they're like, hey man, this ain't going to work. But $27,000, I think I can manage it. I think I can. Alright, so hop off my dick, stop calling me, and for such professionals with money, somehow we are $20 trillion and fucking debt in the economy, in the world, probably America too, and it just keeps going up. And you're worrying about me if I have $300 in my account after everything in my monthly expenses coming. It's like, don't worry, I get paid in a couple days, everything's getting back to normal. Trust the process. Jesus fucking Christ, man. I don't know why that pissed me off. So you're gonna call me, give me a, hey, well, if, and I'll be like, no, thank you. And it's like, you sure? It's like, yeah, what are you trying to insinuate? You know what? Let's just cut through the passive aggressive. You don't have to do the Kyler Murray thing here. You don't have to take me off your social media. You don't have to indirectly. Just tell me what your fucking problem is. Do you not want me to be part? Because you know what? I'll go to another bank and have the same fucking issues because you're all the fucking same. You're all like jobs. You're all the same. And if you have a problem at one job, you're probably going to have another. And if I have a problem at your bank, I'm probably going to have it at every bank. Because guess what? The direct deposits are going to be the exact same. Regardless of my Regis, PNC, fucking, what is it? The Lion's Den? Well, no, that's a different type of shop. That's where the edible panties at. No, that fucking one with the lion on it. It, it looks like it's supposed to be like some uh, cool Regency weird shit. I don't know. And God forbid, what the fuck is the deal with credit unions? Credit unions are banks, but I'm assuming just a bigger scam, but apparently they have extra benefits. And I'm not shitting on banks right now. And I understand she was just doing her job. I'm pretty sure they're required every six to seven months to make sure they hit all their customers that constantly are in the area that relatively go to their branch based off the records of the ATM and all that shit. I get it. 
I'm not hating on her. I'm hating on the process. She's just doing her job. And I respect that. What I don't respect is the fact that that is part of her job. You're telling me you have bank tellers. You have people who have their offices that have no specific duties. But you just walk in like, I don't know, just go in that office. They'll tell you whether you you can qualify for a $30,000 loan. What's the qualifications? Like, ah, you know. He did some online course training for this. Like, oh, okay. That's very relaxing to know whether he knows if I should get $30,000 sent to my account or not. All right. Cool beans. Uh, Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> That's one of my favorite rants ever. But yeah, no, like, and I understand, like, and by the way, I think this is a bigger issue with just places. Have you ever been in places where the place, the management they basically get uh they basically get annoyed from ownership to the management basically gets annoyed from ownership and ragged on the anytime it's a place where there's receipts involved it's like hey you need to make the customers do the surveys we need to know where we stand it's like you know how you know where you stand and whether people like your business, if they keep fucking going there and you don't have a bunch of angry customers all the time. I don't, you don't need people to go online, fill out a survey, and the incentive for them filling out a survey is to get maybe a free item three weeks from now from you. Or the next time they come, get a free item that's a dollar or less. You know what? They just keep coming back and they keep paying the normal price. That's how you know where your customer stands. It's not that hard. Or here's an idea. If you want to know it's so bad, how come instead of forcing them, like, because it's an inconvenience. It's never as simple as here's the receipt, bottom code, go on your phone. You type in the code. Then they ask you 50 questions that take 12 minutes of your time. It's like, hey, man, I got to be at work in eight minutes. You're, how about I just tell you directly? You could write down a piece of paper, a little quota sheet, and shove it up your ass and be like, yeah, she actually makes my drinks very well. She's a great employee. She's always generous. I don't need it. doesn't take 12 minutes to say your employees are fucking generous and they're nice. Or they did generous. All right? Like, this stuff is not fucking hard. I'm sorry. If I'm, I don't know. Well, I thought it should be all right. But the point is. My neighbors are probably like, damn, this dude's really uh, taking it out on the bitch. It's like, I'm taking it out on the banks. I'm taking it out on everyone. It, it, Valentine's Day, it's open season for these people. Ah, Jesus. I guess you could say I'm, I'm not in the loving mood. <laughs> I say it was such a smile on my face. But yeah, man. Uh, What was I talking about? Yeah, the fucking surveys. Like, you know what? Survey these nuts. And shove them in your mouth. And then you could give that a review, huh? Will it be better than the review I give you? Because you know what? I will fill out your survey. And I will put a terrible review and put the comment of, so your corporate bullshitters, because that's who reads this shit, the corporate. They're the ones that fucking care. Because they don't actually want to show up and observe for three hours if people are following procedures or nothing. They just want the customers to be like, hey, is this person doing their job? Like a customer is supposed to know the 25 duties an employee is supposed to do in day. No, that's your job. You're supposed to have people go there and do their job to find out if people are doing their job. If it, Like if the health department, you wouldn't ask a customer and be like, hey, is there mold up in the ceiling? Like, 
huh, well, you know what? Let me just get a fucking ladder, go up in there, and let me see if there's mold in the wiring or by the whatever. Let me see if there's a leak. Let me see if there's rats up there. You know what? Let me. It's like, no, you would have the health department expert whose expertise is to see this shit, who's been trained and has gone through probably years of training and moving up the ladder to be like, hey, this place is safe for uh, society. This place is not. This place needs to be shut down forever you don't rely on a customer who probably has bias if they've had a good or bad experience there recently you send corporate people out to do the fucking job and then you find out if things are operating the way they should you know what fuck customer satisfaction look i'm definitely not a believer in the customer is always right and one of the reasons why i say that is because 80 percent of the time they are just not They're just not, okay? I'm saying that as an observer from a customer. Only I'm right. I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm not much of a complainer, regardless of what you believe. This podcast is just my way of complaining, you know? Getting getting the cynicism out. I should should probably rename this podcast. The Cynicism Pod. But yeah. Um, And yeah, you know what, for these banks, you know what, let me fill out a survey. You know what, you know what you should do? You really want to incentivize banks? You want me to come in? Say, if you come in, we'll put a hundred bucks in your account. Guess what? I'm making the drive there ASAP. Because if if you're calling, you're not calling a guy who has a hundred K sitting in his account just waiting to buy a Mercedes just because he's bored. That's not you're calling in to come for a visit planning. What? Like, what are you going to tell me? Hey, you know, maybe you should convert like a hundred bucks of every one of your checks. And it's like, you don't think I know that? You don't think I try that? Like, Jesus. I know these people mean well. I just hate, I just hate these uh, corporate systems. I hate the way they operate. I hate their dumbass way of thinking. They are so stuck in the old ways, like people send through mail ballots. Well, I guess we did for the voting ballots, but like they're making like they're making like I don't. I w- honestly, if I were to go to the post office, I wouldn't even know how to send something out. That's why I never send anyone that lives more than ten miles away from me anything. I have to drive to you to get your shit. I don't know how to send it through the mail. You have to like buy a stamp, go through news. I have to buy like a stack of stamps for this. Then I have to make sure to send it, send it out. I have to tape the back, all the shit. And then hopefully it gets to you. Like, you know, shit's complicated, man. Shit's complicated. Yeah. Good times. (laughs) I got money in the bank. Show me what you're worth. Uh, honestly, you don't sound like it, Clint. <laughs> well, man, no, honestly, like seriously, I, I, this, this is a rant towards the company, these banks. That, like, yeah, you're right. Let me drive out my way to tell you how you're doing. You know, I'm, I'm a believer. If you have to ask me how you're doing, you're probably not doing well. You ask me how I'm doing. You don't ask. You don't ask someone to be like. How do you think I'm doing? I'm doing pretty great, huh? It's like, yeah, fuck you. No, you ask me, are you okay? Is there anything we can do to help you? Yeah, you, you know what you can do? Um, leave me the fuck alone. How that? 
trying to, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm actually at work right now, but it's hard to, you know, make money when you're interrupting me making fucking money. Like, fuck you. God damn it. Now I got mad again. But yeah, good times. Good times. All right. Let's get to the sponsor. Today's sponsor is <laughs> PNC. Um, PNC. Uh, they will ask you a lot of questions. Eh, they really don't ask you a lot of questions. They will inconveniently call you. All right, this doesn't sound like a sponsor at all. All right, no, seriously, let's read the ad. Okay, PNC. Um, having trouble with your bank? Yes. <laughs> um, let us make it a little bit easier. Whether you're a, whether you're an 18-year-old recent graduate or you're 68 years old planning for retirement. Well, if you wait till 68 to plan for retirement, like. I feel like it's a little too late for that. Um, you're supposed to plan. You're supposed to, I think, start planning really when you're like 30-something. Like, at the latest. Um, but yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Whether you're planning for retirement, planning for a vacation, planning for a birthday, planning for a big family, Griswold family vacation. Whether you're planning for the holidays. Whether you're planning for Santa. Jesus. Really, your own soul intelligence. Like, your audience isn't eight-year-old kids. Like, no, well, I guess technically, an eight-year-old can't really have a bank account like that. But, I don't know. Maybe I'm ignorant. But, yeah. Uh, come join the PNC forces. The PNC forces, like, you're fucking Star Wars. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah, you know, money, you know, come, you know, you can have a sit-down with any of our financial, or any of our attendees, anytime. Anytime you can schedule, walk in. We're always here to assist your every your every and one need. Hmm. Okay. Um we have twenty four hour ATMs across the place, some in secure mostly in secure places in case you need to walk in, there's an indoor uh portal area, blah blah blah. Uh shouldn't blah 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 through that. You know, they're paying me. Just uh yeah, I guess this is a way of Giving back. You know what? PNC, this is your survey. Hope you're fucking happy. Yeah. So, uh, good times. PNC, we're here for you and every one of your needs. You have any issues, come to go to the PNC website, look for your local location, and give a call to any and every one of your needs, or you call a 24-hour hotline. Uh, Basically, if you have any questions, go on PNC.com, and, you know, They'll help you. You might get someone with attitude. You may not. Uh, no different than any other company you have filed a complaint with. But yeah. PNC. Open an account today. Alright guys. Back to the show. Editing skills. That's basically my way of when I'm re-listening to this. Okay. Alright. Back to the episode. Let's uh, lighten the mood a little bit. Let's Let's just dim the lights. Turn off the lights. Oh, nothing. You're blind. I can't see blind. Uh, yeah. You know? Let's see. Um, mm, let's see. Hold on. There, there was some. There was something on my mind. I got money all around me. Like I'm a man. You've been at a hiding girl. Nothing like I'm your man. It's a friend. 
Jesus Christ. All right, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just have to. We'll just have to get it going. Um. Yeah. Oh, incident. Incident that happened tonight, right? So your boy enjoying the fruits of his labor, ironically, on his off day. You know what? I've been a pretty consistent regimen eating at home and shit. But typically on like one off day a week, I decide, you know what? I'm going to spend eight bucks, get myself something different to eat. Enjoy. You know, life's short, but you know, you still got to be favorable. You know, enjoy life a little bit. So I'm going to get my food for tonight. And I'm at this, uh, I don't know why this is so hard for people to understand. And I'm not a, uh, I, I hate people that are like driving car traffic experts when they're not. Because you see them driving, you're like, wow, you're a fucking asswipe. But there's, there's this huge thing, right? Where when someone is turning left into, on a street, or turning left from across the middle, across the section, into a street, and you're in a yield section where you yield for them to come through, right? Basically, you get if you're in a yielding situation and someone's coming across, they have the right of way. If there's a place for them to go, you let them go because you know what? If you don't let them go, they might be sitting at the spot for another three minutes depending on the situation. So you don't be a dick about it. You follow the rules. Help a brother out. The worst part is when you do the right thing and they flash their lights at you because they want to be in control. Now, there's this weird thing. I think it triggers dudes more than girls, to be honest. When you try to be generous and you try to give someone that something you know most people, even though you are technically following the law and rules and all that shit, not that it's autonomy, not that everyone falls in, and not that you always should, to be honest. But this situation is like, you know what? I'm in a generous mood. I know no one would typically let you go through here. So maybe you don't expect, I try to give them a bit because you know what, they probably turn in this area all the time and no one ever lets them. And if they just assumed they had the right of way, they would get in eight accidents a month. And I get it. But when you sit there and you just look at them and it's obvious, hey man, I got you. And you look behind and they have nothing but free space, man. Nothing but free space. So that's not what's stopping them going. They just sit there. And they flash their lights at you. Be like, nah, you go. There's a thing that triggers you. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, fuck me for being generous. I'll just go. And you speed off. And then you're having a temper tantrum at yourself. Being like, oh, see, this is what happens when you try to do the right thing. People want to feel like they're in control. And it's this control thing. I realize that maybe it's an issue with me. I think it's an issue with me. was like, you know what, man? I just try to do the right thing. I just try to be generous. And it's like, you're trying to flashlights at me because you want to feel in control of a situation that you have no control over. Whether I go or not, I'm not at risk of getting hit. If you go or not, you are at risk of getting hit. So you know what? By all means, get hit. I don't care. And this is where I lose faith in being generous. I'm giving you the right of way of something that you already have the right of way. This isn't a situation where like, hey, I know I tell you I have the right of way, but I'm going to do the nice thing and let you through because, and let you get over. Because if I don't, you're going to be stuck over here and I could be a dickhead, but I'm in a decent mood. No, you have the right of way anyways. 
And you flash a light to me and be like, nah, I got this, man. You don't, you don't wait for me. Yeah, yeah, you, it's like, no, I'm in control. It's like, you know what, man? You're not. And fuck you. Cause, uh, and it, the thing that triggers you is it's this, uh, it's this weird control thing. I, I, I don't even know as a dude, but I'm pretty sure it relates to you guys. You know, there's girls that pretend to have control issues with this shit, but the second they get an accent, well, <laughs> I can't control myself. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people behind the wheel, they get a lot of curves they don't have, but then when the consequences of uh, getting behind the wheel um, come to life, all of a sudden they become frantic and lose control and are very not in control of things. That's uh, funny how that works. But in this situation, I'm just looking like, this is what triggers people. This is why road rage happens. This is why dudes get, this is why people get out of the cars and at red lights and knock on the window with a baseball bat or some crowbar and just fucking start slamming and shit, breaking taillights like a crazy fucking girlfriend that flattens your tires in the middle of the street and throws big ass boulders through your window. Like, that's, I understand why this shit happens. Cause it's triggering things like, when you try to do the right thing and someone says, fuck your generosity. Imagine going to a, like, imagine going to a person on the street with a sign that says, hey, help me. You go over there and give them a $10 bill and they shove that $10 bill, rip it up and throw it in your face. That's what it felt like in this situation. Like, oh, you're the one of vulnerability. You're the one that needs the help here. You're the one that you don't want to be a victim of generosity. And you're not in a position to not be in a victim of generosity. Jeez, this is a very angry pod. And I'm, I'm honestly not even boiling in anger. But goddamn, passion. I love how they say, like they say in sports, ah, oh, he doesn't have a mental issue. He's just passionate. It's like, I don't know. He threw the whole fucking Gatorade thing at the head of his head coach. I, th- I think that goes beyond just the passion. Um, the passion of Jesus Christ. This guy's crazy. But like, I-, I think there's something to that. When when you're doing the right thing, the generous thing, especially with driving, and then someone just basically says, no, I'm not taking your generosity. You don't tell me that you're going to do something nice for me. I'll make that choice. And it's like, oh, hmm. Like, this, it's one of those moments where I just wish I had a second car just to hit fucking assholes with. Where, it, like, he had, like, an autonomy car where no matter what happens with this car, no matter how the accident happens, you're not at fault. You get, like, one a year. You just have this loose car and you just let people, you just ram into assholes, right? God, I wish I had that here. Just some car I didn't give a fuck about. And just fucking had it with them, man. I would have I broke my arm to make these people prove. It's like, no, when I do the right thing and let you through, you fucking go. You don't flash the lights at me. Fuck you. God. I don't know why. Like, maybe generosity triggers people. Like, maybe, maybe their issue, that person, that situation is, I, you know, I can understand, like, some people don't know how to take a compliment. And... 
like this is a weird thing and I think I'm kind of like like if someone compliments me I always have to make a untimely joke or try to deflate it or try to play it down or try to completely divert it instead of just being like you know what thank you I appreciate that he could have just went through gave me the wave like thank you so much I appreciate it but no he's like man fuck no fuck that no fuck your compliment it's like you know what man it's 7 30 at night it's like I'm out uh, like I'm getting to the time of the day where generosity stops I stopped being generous after 8 30 unless you're at home with me then uh very generous with you keeping your lingerie on yeah <laughs> anyway I don't know where that was going that took a that took a dark turn um Sugar pie, honey bun. Look, man, I'm just trying to get home. I'm trying to pick up my food and get home. And you, my day was going just fine. I was productive, got writing done, all that shit. And then that shit, like, uh, it's like, ah, Clint, I knew you're, I, I, I knew that, uh, I knew you still had it in you. I knew you had that deceiving, writhing, scary temper tantrum in you still. It comes out in waves. Comes out like tsunami waves. Like it's like ah, it's just like you know, yeah, on the ocean, coast. Next thing you know, it's like boom, boom, and it's like oh fuck, well, that was fun. And then next thing you know, it's just clear skies and it's just choppy waves, and then boom, there again. Two hours later, it just comes. Yeah, it's not like a constant like cool surf waves where it's like boom, ah, cool, boom. It's just these big tsunami waves out of nowhere. The weather doesn't make sense. The ripple effect that caused it, the currents, is like, it don't matter who's around. The fish, the sharks, the people. You're going to see it and you're going to get it. Sorry. That's kind of how my temper tantrums work. But, I understand the fact that maybe, maybe people that do that shit where they flash the lights at you and... They're the ones that should go. It's like, no, I, I I flash the lights without flashing the lights at you. You don't have to be so direct with you. Like, we're, this isn't direct verbal communication. We're in vehicles. My communication to you is the fact that I fucking completely stopped for you. And I'm yielding to you. That is my communication to fucking go. I mean, Jesus. This is why people don't do nice things anymore for people. This is why. But, you know, I get it. Again, like, repeating for the eighth time. I get it because they could be someone that they don't know how to handle nice things. They don't know how to handle generosity. They don't know how to handle someone giving them the wave or someone after you. Someone opening the door for them. Because, you know what? We live in a society where opening the door makes you a simp. We live in a society where letting someone through and i bet you any dude like will not let a dude open the door for them or even hold the door it's like motherfucker i can open my own door it's like that's great man but i'm already here and i'll open it for you trust me when you walk in i'm not muttering behind your back this fucking this fucking cunt let me open the door for him what a bitch no you just open the door because it's there because it's more douchier if i open the door and you're behind me and i slam it in your face and be like, nah, fuck you. It's like, no, you open the door. It's just, gen- I don't care if it's an eight-year-old kid or an 88-year-old lady or a 38-year-old person. You just keep the door open if they're in distance. 
Now, here's where the shit gets weird. There's nothing weird than someone's a little bit too generous. Here's where it gets a little weird. Like, if you were going into a small store or whatever, someone opens a door, and you're, like, a good 80 feet away in the parking lot, but they could kind of see you, and they keep the door open, thinking they're being generous. It's like, ah. It's like, look, man, I'll be there in 42 seconds, walking at my pace. Now I got like speed walk, pretend to be considerate, because I'm not going to go extra slow. Or I can do the, oh, shit, I forgot something in the car, don't worry about it, just not make it awkward, even though I didn't forget something in the car. And turn around and be like, ah, don't worry about it. And it's just some stranger holding the door for you for like 30 seconds. Now that's where it gets a little weird. Like, hey, man, now you're making me speed walk, I'm not really paying attention, I'm running in front of cars. And be like, hey, sorry, he's opening the door for me. I can't miss the opportunity. You know, like, that's where it's a little bit too generous. That's like, hey, man, you don't have to do this. Just fucking go in. I can't open my own door. That makes sense. Like, I'm not handicapped. I'm a self-sufficient person in society. But, like, if you're five feet behind and I see you, I'm not just going to hurry the door closed and be like, nah, open it yourself, bitch. Like, nah, I'm going to creep the door open for you. You can grab the handle and halfway open it the rest of your way. Whatever makes you feel like you are a self-made man. But goddammit, I'm going to open the door and make you accept this generosity. That's what I'm going to do. Because you know what? It is Valentine's Day, and it's the most giving time of year, even with the biggest fucking attitudes attached. And that is episode one. 12 of the Off and Be podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and suck some titties. Follow, notification bell. Seems like saying that shit at the beginning as well has helped some with the followers and algorithm in the audio space. And you know what? Live free, die hard, enjoy your Valentines, whoever you're celebrating, no matter which way you go or which way you go. Enjoy the lingerie, even if it's not your thing. Because you know what? It's not about you. Even if you are the reason they have it in the first place. Oh, Jesus. Whew. Not gonna lie. That's actually a pretty good episode. Pretty good at the office. Oh, oh. oh baby, can I hold your candle?